<laughs> Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Yud Beis and Maseches Megillah. We dedicate the year to Rabbi Simcha Sussman, who's in the building, who's in the premises, who's here with us today. Came from Eretz Yisrael. May he be matzliach in all of his endeavors beyond his wildest dreams. Okay, so we're six lines. We have a lot of work, Andrew, because you were away, so we fell behind. Six lines down, and Yud Alpha and Beis. So let's get to Yud Beis and let's move. We were talking, Andrew, about the kings. We said there were only four kings, only three kings, the Gemara says. How many kings did the Gemara say? Three that ruled the whole world. Shlosha Malchu Bechipa. Chipa means like uh, the entire world. And they are Achav, Achashverosh, and Nebuchadnezzar. How did we get here? Because Achashverosh was Melech, Mehoidu, Vead Kush, which is like around the entire world. Now, Tosfos asked yesterday, what do you mean three? What about Alexander the Great? And he said, no, three in scripture, so to speak. Then we said, well, wait a minute. What about Shlomo? We asked about other kings. We said Shlomo Melch. Shlomo Melch was a different animal altogether. Milsa Achrisi Hava. He was a different story because he was ruled over the this world and the world of the celestial beings. Now we have more. We start with Hava Sancheriv. Six lines down. Hava Sancheriv. So, right, we're talking about other exceptions. Didn't he rule the whole world? Which of the gods have saved the land from my hand? So it sounds like the lands. So says the Gemara, There was a fly in Sancheriv's ointment, and that was Yerushalayim, that Sancheriv, um, right, that Sancheriv didn't capture Yerushalayim. There's a problem. Uh, the Navi says that he did capture Yerushalayim, but uh, you can't overlook that. But basically, he, he was unable, the... the the other way of saying it is because he didn't capture Shalim, he didn't get into the other worlds. But be that as it may, that is, after all is said and done, why he's left out of the list. Now we're going to get to Daryavash and Cyrus. Cyrus and Darius. This is the Pasuk of Daniel, that to all the peoples, all the nations, all the languages, that live in all the earth, and your peace shall multiply. This is all Yiskei. This is all uh, Aramaic, because Daniel has a lot of Aramaic in it. Anyway, it sounds like very explicitly, he, all peoples, all nations, all languages, it sounds like he ruled over everything. He says, no, Ha'ika Shev No, Dayavash, there were seven lands that he didn't rule over. Well, how do you like that? He ruled over 120 years. 120 lands, I should say. Well, as we know from our Megillah Sester, there was 127 lands. So he's left out seven, and therefore he's not included in the Pesukim that say the three uh, people who ruled over everything. What about Korish? What did Korish say? Hashem gave me all the lands. Okay. As, as Rabbi Sassim would say, T4. He said, Hashem gave me all the lands. Says the Gemara, no, Hasam Ashtabuche who the Kamishtabach Nafshay. Yeah, it was a T four plus it wasn't true. It happens to be that he didn't rule all the lands. Oh. So now we return as Simcha sits down and he's he's got the he he's got oh and there's Garanowitz. You're gonna say he didn't find the cable. So we have here okay, two dots. Garanowitz, two dots in Yudalaf, about one third of the way down Yudalaf and Bays. We're gonna start darshaning the Megillah Sester. You ready? It says, On the days that the king sat, So that's a stira. It's, 
uh, we're in the two dots, third of the way down, Yudal from Beis. It's a stira, guys. It says, it sounds, Kishev HaMelech is saying uh, the day that he ascended the throne. And then it says, Bishnach Shlosh Lamacho, it sounds like it's the third day, the third year, rather. So is it the third year, or is it the year that he sat in his throne? I'm a Rava. Here's the answer. My Kishevis Lachash and Itiashva Daito. Well, there was, <laughs> so what, what, what are we talking about, by the way? Well, this is about, we're about to talk about it. It's about that famous Mishta that Achashverosh held, right? The party that the Jews participated in. Is that why they got punished? Yes. They they got punished because of the Mishta. And guess what? That's today's Gemara. So if we ever get to it. So if we ever get to it, that's in today's Daf. That what? That Yisrael got punished because they participated in the Sudas Achashverosh. Well, when did it happen? Well, people go to the White House. What's so bad about it? Oh, we're going to get into it. Good kasha. So let's see. So, right? Rashi says, you see the Rashi takes up the space of Tosfos and Rashi over here? So the Rashi on the right side, still on the wide lines. Uh, sounds like it's in the beginning when he ascends the throne. Says Nitashva Daito, says Rashi, the first skinny line on the right side. Right? He thought, right, that they would, that when they finished the 70 years, right, he wasn't sure whether he'd be able to still conquer them because, again, and this is what we're going to be discussing the rest of Yudal from the Bays, there was a prophecy, right, as indicated in the Navi. And the prophecy said there'd be 70 years of Gullus and then Klai Yisrael will come back. And so all the kings, and he was not, as we will see, the first king to make this mistake, he's just the most famous one because of Miguel Sester, all the kings thought, well, after 70 years passed and Klai Yisrael did not return to their land, they all thought, we got them this time. We got the Jews. We no longer have to worry about Hashem protecting them. We can start using the Kalim, the Kalim Shonim. We can start using all those Kalim for our, for our use. So, back to the Gemara. I mean, so, I did this Gemara, but why did uh, these guys think that they could use the Kalim? Even the yeah. Vatican doesn't use it. Yeah, I mean, it's very disrespectful. I agree. So, the first one who did it was like this. Lachashunit Yashvedaito, as Rashi explains. What was As Rashi explained, he thought that his mind was at ease that the seventy years were gone. As the Gemara explained, Amar Bel This is what Achashverosh said to himself. He said, "Well, Belshazzar, he preceded me. He also counted the seventy years and partied afterwards, but he was mistaken with his calculation." Famous last words: I am calculating the seventy years correctly, and I'm not towing. Okay, my he, what were we talking about? The Belshazzar didn't, how did he make a mistake? So you look at the Pasuk in Yermio and you see like this, the prophecy, right? After 70 years, what's Efkod? I'll remember you, right? That's what Pekina means. So I'm going to remember you after 70 years, Hashem promises us. Oh. And then, this is uh, subsequently when Belshazzar is understanding that that it was 70 years had passed. Perfect. So he said, look at this, 70 years passed. He didn't, Hashem didn't bring Klal Yisrael back. So how so? Now, if you get caught up in the details of this calculation and you get confused, don't worry, because historically all the kings themselves got confused, which is how they ended up getting toasted every time. But we'll try to calculate. Who is Xerxes? Who is Xerxes in that movie? 
Um, that, I, I don't know what movie you're talking about, Karano. So here we go. Chashov Arbaim Chamesh, we're going to have to do movie night, but not now. Chashov Arbaim Chamesh, Nebuchadnezzar, Vesrim Utlat, Devil, Merodach, Vetarti, Diday. So he calculated as follows. This is talking about Belshazzar. 70 years. 45 years of Nebuchadnezzar, okay. 23 years of a guy with a great name, Evil Merodach, okay. And two years of his own. Right? So, in other words, there was, there was already 68 years in play when Belshazzar raised, uh, uh, went up to the throne. And then he had waited two years of his own. Ah, Hashivim, bang. 70 years, I'm good to go. He brought out all the Mikdasha, the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, and started using them, as Garanots mentioned, in inappropriate ways, to use them as goblets and God knows what in the Beis HaMikdash, in, in his own um, parties. Terrible, terrible behavior. So, the Gemara asks, So let's just get a little granular. How do we know the Mechonetzer rule for 45 years? Wait a minute. It's because this is how they calculated. There was a whole bunch of Goliaths on the seventh year, the eighth year, the 18th year, and the 19th year. As the Gemara says, the, the best thing to do here is to do it outside first. The art scroll summarizes it, and I think it's Kedai. Yeah, I got the chart. You got this chart? All right, so I'll go through it very quickly, and then we'll understand the rest of Ahmed Bez, and hopefully we'll get to Ahmed Aleph of Yud Bez as follows. So, you had, you had Bavel. Bavel ruled the world at the time. And then, uh, who was Bavel Nebuchadnezzar? There was a king of Ashur. They were the big, they were the big, uh, um, kingdom at the time, and they were overthrown by Bavel. Then a year later, right, they started dominating the Jews, and they overwhelmed Yehoiakim, and they exiled him seven years later. It took seven years, and that was the first mass gullus, including a lot of the greatest rabbanim of the, of Klal Israel. They were all taken, as we recount, right, in our mournful, right, uh, in our mournful dirges. They were taken to Bavel along with Yehoiakim, and Yehoiakim. Right, their king. So that's called Golos Yoyachin. That was in the eighth year. So that took about a year of expulsion. So that's what they call the seventh and the eighth uh, years of of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Right, as soon as he took over as Bavel, seventh and the eighth year were the two big Golios. Then eleven years later, right, like on the eighteenth and the nineteenth year, they went and kind of got rid of everyone else. The, the all the armies went and they drove Tzidkia, right. And that's when they ravaged the base of Mikdash. So that was on the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, 18 years after they had captured Yoyakim, which was the mark of the beginning of that Golos Bavel. Oh, so that's what it means when it says like this, So that's what it means. It means that on the seventh year, they conquered Yoyakim and they did the Golos Yoyakim. That's that was his eight year. And now we're saying, says the Gemara, that on the 18th year, that's when Sidkiyo went out. Um, shout out to my buddy, Jake Chuper, who was my Talmud when I was a, uh, whose Hebrew name is Sidkiyo. Who was my Talmud at OJ the year I was a, um, he's, he's the new Uncle Moshe in Atlanta. Don't ask. He's a great guy. She chaser the vuchat netzer. That was the ninety-day of vuchat netzer. Damar mar shana rishona kibish ninveish nia kibish yehoyakim. And that is the progression of that of that kolos. Okay. So this is how. So so far you're getting. You, this is how um, Balshazar is doing the the cheshbon. Okay. So now let's keep going. 
The Pasuk says, So now you see, 37 years after what we say, So you see, 37 years to Galus Yoyachin. Well, Galus Yoyachin was at the eighth year. So 37 plus 8, it's going to be 45. But let's keep going. Evil Mardak gets up there. I know, I'm, I'm using it because it's funny. Um, so, but it's a good point. So he lifts up the head of Yoyachin and brings him out of prison. Oh, so now the Gemara is counting. Tamnei, Nebuchadnezzar, his reign was eight years. With Plus and Sheva, 37 years, as the Pasuk just indicated, was afterwards. So we know Nebuchadnezzar was 45 years after, and then, and then Avil Murdoch took over, okay? How do we know that he was out there for 23 years? That, we don't have a Pasuk, that is a tradition, right? That's a, that's a legend, a tradition, call it what you will. That's a Gemara. Vitarti today, and then the two years, right, um, of Belshazzar's own reign, Hashivin. That's how he got to 70. Once he saw the 70 years passed, he said, boom, they're never going to be redeemed. Purkan, right, Meparki. Apik Mane Debe Mikdash and like a jerk, he starts using all the kalim of the base of Mikdash. Did they use the vessels during that party? Oh, yes, you're going to see. That's straight up in the Miguel Sesters, so it's very apropos. You'll see. I knew the Kamerle Daniel. This, I think so. I think so. I knew the Kamerle Daniel. Right? This is what Daniel is saying, Balshazar. Huh. You think you're better than Hashem? Okay. And the Manya Divisa, right? The vessels of the base of Mikdash, they brought before you, like as if they were yours. Oh boy. That's supposed to serve cover to Hashem. Imagine what a Chil Hashem it is to use it for your own personal cover. A lot of people do this uh, in their own lives, by the way. They, wow. they use self aggrandizing behavior. Anyways, but this is a real uh, physical. Uh, uh, How long did he last? Not long. That night, that very night, Hashem killed him. And then Darius, right? Daryavash, that's when he became the king. When? At the age of 62 years. This is all Psukim in Sefer Daniel. Fine. So now. Question. Yeah. The question you could ask is that if they waited specifically until they thought the bell was supposed to end, didn't end, and then they started using it. Yeah. Because it was being done in disrespect. They respected the fact that Kozman was the base Middash coming back, not touching these, but if the base Middash is not being rebuilt, that means that, so to speak, Kalash Baruch Hu, right. therefore we're using it, we're symbolizing to the Jews that you're done, but they're not using the Kalim in a in a sense of disrespect to the base Middash, is saying there is no base Middash. Simcha is saying a uh, beautiful point. He's saying, in a way, waiting 70 years is a sign of respect, right? For 70 years, you, they didn't touch the caleb. Now they're saying, like, they have no, the Chedusha is not Chal, so to speak, right? Anymore. Because it's, it's not coming back. So he, for, for whatever reason, Rav Simcha is being um, Melitz Yosher for Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> but, but, but I will say this. I mean, as we will see in the Gemara, it was very self-serving. They knew, they feared, they feared. When, when Kali Yisrael actually... <laughs> 
When Kal Yisrael actually, and you see this in modern day Israel too, but not to get political, but when Kal Yisrael is actually sincere and believing in Hashem, and they're doing the right thing, that like we talked a little bit last night of Mordechai Willig Shlita, uh, Shlita talking about uh, what it felt like to go after the Six Day War down to the Kaisal on Shavuos morning and seeing how the feeling in the air was Hashem is with us. When Kal Yisrael is with Hashem, Okay, so then the, the umos olam are fearful. And, and, and to your point, the fact that they're not fearful is really more a reflection on us than it is a reflection on them at the end of the day. And that's the Goranowitz Muslim moment which we try to have. Because if you, if you are, if we do what is right, then um, like, just like when we have the tefillin shebarosh, when, when we have the idea of shebarosh, when I say shebarosh, if we have it in mind, all the right kavanas for Kadosh then it's true that they'll be fearful. And there's an, an element of truth to what you're saying, I think, that really they realize internally, although Haman had to be told by his wife, but don't mess with the Jews when they're doing well. And like Bilam Arash himself understood, when they're not doing well, there's nothing, when they are doing well, there's nothing you can do to touch them. It's like the kindness. You know, you pray. If you're, right. If you're sincere, you'll get what you want. Right. Like now, then I pray for this monster virus, they don't right. care. Right. If they so. pray, we, we wouldn't have it, right, Andrew? Andrew, is that right? Andrew, you ready to move forward? Andrew's a little bit ready. Okay, so eight <laughs> lines up from the bottom, Yudala from base. Amar iu mitotai. So, so wait a minute. What's going on? What did Achashverosh say? He said that Belshazzar was wrong. And so what did Achashverosh think that, that, that made Belshazzar wrong and him right? Amar iu mitotai. Achashverosh said that he was wrong. But I got this. How so? Because his cheshbon was as follows. Achashverosh's cheshbon was, did it say that it should be 70 years from Malchus Bavel? Lebavel? No. My Lebavel. Legalus Bavel. You, know, you remember, Balshazar started from when Bavel took over. Doesn't mean when Bavel took over. It means when the, the Babylonian exile started. So how many years are you going to take off? Tamne, the eight years, right? Because we said that's when the goal started, eight years into Nebuchadnezzar. So insert took off those years, right? And inserted other years. How so? Because then, remember, Balshazar had one of his own reign, and Darius and Cyrus, as long, as, as, as prominent as their names are in the Gemara, they lasted five years altogether. And two of his own, in. In other words, he took away, um, right, the eight, Plus, he took, right, he added eight, rather. He took away six. So that's another, he waited another two years. In other words, he took away this. So basically, that's how he ended up waiting another couple of years before he thought the 70 years was over. Now, came on the Chazi, Demolishivin Velo Ifruk. Now, back to Achashverosh. He had made, Achashverosh made fun of Balshazar, by the way, for making this mistake. But, you know, famous last words. He saw, that the 70 years had passed according to his own cheshbin, and lo ifrok, right, there was no geula, amar hashnavadai tulum parki. Now, for sure, they're gone into Reb Simcha's point, right, that at that point, it's like, there's no kedusha chal on this stuff anymore, apik He started wearing the big day kahuna, coin gadol, as we'll see, and doing all these things. I, there has to be an element of disrespect there. Anyway, basatan verikeid beinehen varagid vashi, the satan started... Uh, the Goyim are always interested in the Jews, believe me. They it's been historically always the case. So the Satan came, maybe it has to do with him. Satan came, started doing a jig, and Haragid Vashti killed Vashti and set off the story of the Megillah. Okay, so the Gemara asks, This is kind of 
It was a good cheshvin. What's the matter? So the Gemara, Ina Nam Mitzitai. No, he also made a mistake. He shouldn't have counted from the beginning of the Gullus, which was the eighth year of the reign, but rather the Chorban Abayas of Nebuchadnezzar, which was in the 18th and 19th year of his reign. So he was a few years off. But wait a minute. Yeah. So it turns out what? That we were brought back early? <laughs> because Megillah didn't take 10 years. All right, let's see. Gemara says, Sof Sof, Kama Bitzeiran. Wait a minute. Chad Sarei. Well, according to that, so you have to take off how many? 11 from Achashverosh's Cheshbon. So he who come Malach. And how many years was Achashverosh in power? Our Besar, 14. So by Besar Didai, by Lelem Besar Mikdash. Well, if that's so, on the 14th year, he would have built the Besar Mikdash. So Allah Maksiv, Badain, Bedain, Betalt, Avedas, Bes, Elaka, Dibir Shalaim. Right? It says over there in Ezra, because Ezra, Sefer Ezra is explaining the return, the post-Purim return and the rebuilding of the second base of Mikdash. So why does it say that the work was discontinued, right? So wait a minute. It sounds like they sh- it should have been um, picking up. And the, the Hemshech of the Pasuk is that this, the disruption lasts until the second year of Daryavash. Okay, so it didn't start until the second year, and Daryavash succeeded Achashverosh, so it was two years after the revised calculation. That's the problem, right? Because the whole reign was only like, um, right, his whole reign was 14, was Barbasa Didei, Barbasa Didei, Barbasa Mikdash, right? He didn't manage to rebuild the base of Mikdash. Says the Gemara, Amarava, Shani Mikotasavu. Yeah, the math gets a little weird as we finally arrive at Beis Aleph, right? It was partial years that you add up, and once you add up those partial years, you can, you can line up the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash. So Daryavash started with the proper years of, of, um, of Achashverosh. Okay. Was and we like, see it in the price also. Was, it's a, was it like going out of Egypt that they said 400 was only two? Uh, not exactly, because this was actually a little more accurate. Um, because Tanya Nami it's a good kasha, right? Because Mitzrayim, so then you can count back from the birth of Yitzchak, or you can count back from the, t- or very good. But here, or the Brisbane of Isarim, but here it's Tanya Nami uh, with Purim, it was more, Ve'od Shana Acheres Labavel, Ve'amadayavash Ve'ishlima. In other words, we're basically taking Bryce's to show that there was another year of the 70 years of Bavel that you had, and, and Daryavash, was the one that was mashlimit. In other words, it's not like you're saying by Bris, by Bissar, and by Yitzhak Mitzrayim. This is more like just incomplete years, as we already learned, right, in Masechus Rosh Hashanah, the way you count years of kings, sometimes depending on when you rose to the throne, right, you could be in, in power for like three days, and it counts as the first full year. So that's how that calculation got a little bit, uh, a little bit off, but be that as it may, here we go. Like by the way, if, in case you're finding this Calculation difficult. Amarava af Daniel taught behay chushbana. Daniel himself, the navi, was taught in this calculation. Dechsev bishnas achas lamacho ani Daniel beinosi basfarim. This pasuk is where do you think it is? Say for Daniel, obviously. He says on the first year I thought about this calculation. Well, midikamar beinosi. Beinosi means what? Bina. I contemplated. Yeah. Why did Daniel tell him to stop it? You know. Yeah. The neviim. Yeah, don't, you know, you, I'm not Makana the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im were actually, it was a, it was a thankless task. They were, they're saying the word of Hashem and nobody's listening. Um, like screaming into a void, Garanowitz. Okay. So Binosi means I was misboinen, right? I contemplated, meaning I couldn't get it right. <laughs> it was tough. I had to really look it over again and again. Okay, anyway. Mikal Malcolm says the Gemara, Kashu Krayadadi, Ksivim Los Lebavel, Ksiv Lecharvos Yerushalayim. Yeah, but by the way, look at the Psukim Daniel itself. 
in Yirmiyahu it says that it, the 70 years are after what? The, when, when, uh, Bavel took over. And in Daniel it says that it has to do with Chorvis Yerushalayim, like we said. So how do you reconcile the discrepancy in the Pasuk in Yirmiyahu and the Pasuk in Daniel? Says the Gemara, Amarava, Lifkida Ba'alma. Yeah. Well, one is Fkida. Hashem remembered you. Oh, that pasuk in Ezra, it's actually the second pasuk in, in Ezra, it says that Cyrus understood that Hashem first thought to, to bring Klai Israel back, and then he took the action. This is how we explain, not to get too far off field, but when we start with Rosh Hashanah, it's Bachlokas. Is Rosh Hashanah, was the world created on Nisan or in Tishrei? So one of the Pshatim that we said was, well, it was sort of Kaviyachal, Hashem thought to create, right, uh, at one of those dates, and then actually Befoal created on another one of the dates. Not for now, but just this idea of it's sort of in the, in, in the seeds are planted, and then it's actually actualized. Okay. Darfresh Nachman Barchista. Let's talk a, lot, a little bit about Cyrus and his role in Jewish history. We talk of him building, helping to build the Mitzvah Mikdash. So my dechsev, Kama Arshel Mishicha Lakar Shachzak Tivina. Darius and Cyrus seem to be good. Did they ever do anything wrong? Well, look at this word. Look at what they called Darius and Cyrus. They weren't great, but they were. But but they're called Mashiach over here. Do you know Darius and Cyrus Schwartz, the twins that uh, from Hank? <laughs> It's true, they, they exist. They live in the Gush now. Anyway. What's the meaning of what I said? First of all, look at this. She's calling him Mashiach. What do you mean? Cyrus was the Mashiach? Are you kidding? Now, this is what the Pasuk means. said to Mashiach, Let me complain to you a little bit about Cyrus. May I? He was supposed to build the base of Mikdash and do the Kibbutz Goliath. Look at this guy. He had this incredible tzchus. Wow. And Cyrus himself, he, he, let, he said, let the Jews do it. He didn't want to get his hands dirty. Wow. Dirty. You know what I mean? He didn't want to get down there and do the Kablanut. He, he sent other people to do it. For that, he was actually criticized. Let's go back to the Gemara. Two dots, three lines down, your base of Hapartumim, the army of, what, so wait a minute, wait a minute. It says, Chel Madayu Paras, Chel Paras Madai, and then it says, Uchsiv, Lamalche Madayu Paras. These are two different psukim in the Megillah. One place it says, Paras Madai, and the other place it says, Madayu Paras. So why do you switch it? So, Amarava, Asnuya, Asnuba, Dadi. That actually, Paras Madai made a Tznai with each other. They had a treaty, Goranowitz. Iminon. Wait a minute. Uh, no, no, no. That was the that's the that was the return after Perm. They built the second base of Mikdash, okay, uh, Sefer Ezra. This is it. Now. Talking about now, yeah, that's what's going on. So Amarava Asnui, right? Purim was before Hanukkah. Right. <laughs> Purim is before it's after Hanukkah in the Jewish calendar year, but it's before Hanukkah historically. So Amarava Asnuye Asnu Dadi. They made the following tonight. If the kings, what's going on? They say like this: If the election is that the king gets one. Like, if you get the House, we'll get the Senate. If you get the Senate, we'll get the House, right? In other words, whoever gets the king, the other one's going to get the Senate. And, it, and so that is why that is actually, that treaty is reflected in the wording of the Megillah Sester, why it says Paras Madai and Madai Paras. They kind of had a treaty where they uh, work together. Okay, let's go. Let's keep going. Next passage in Megillah Sester. Well, he displayed the riches 
uh, did Achashverosh. Amar Biyasu B'chaninim. Lamet Shalavash Big Day Kehuna. There it is. We see that he wore the Big Day Kehuna. Ksiv Hacha. This is really Chil Hashem. I don't know what you're talking about. Simcha. Ksiv Hacha. Yekar Tiferes Kedulato. Uksiv Hasam Lichvodul Tiferes. So use the same Lashon Tiferes. And we know that Yakar is actually, um, it was a Raya a few d- bat ago. The Yakar is actually an Aramaic word. That's why you can targame uh, the, right, Simcha Sassan Yakar. Yakar is really an Aramaic word for Kavod. Anyway, be that as it may, so we see that those two Psukim are saying the same thing. One of the Psukim is in the Megillah, right? Yakar Tiferes Kedulato. Lechavod Vel Tiferes is a Pasuk from Chumash, where we're describing the Big Day Kahuna. And therefore we see that Achashverosh wore the Big Day Kahuna. Wow. Let's continue in the Megillah Esther. So, what does it mean? What days were filled? So, Rav Shmuel It's hard to not think about contemporary um, contemporary uh, um, uh, relevance here. Is he is he a, a genius or, or an idiot? So, so Shapir was clever. Because he did a smart thing. First, he invited the outside lands. It says, right, that's the Hemshech of the Pasuk, that he entertained everybody in the distant lands. That's what he did. So it's a good thing. Why? Because keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. That's smart. That's what you were thinking, right? Because that way you could appease people anytime that he wishes. And in other words, the people that of his own land, right? Like, <laughs> like Biden in Delaware, he's always he's always going to be loved, or wherever he's from Delaware. Right? But, but you always know you always get your own county, right? But you're not going to get the people from this lands. Those that's where you have to do Amtrak your heavy Amtrak. politicking. Amtrak loves him. Yeah, Amtrak loves him. <laughs> so what about what was dumb? The Bailey, but it's not so smart. The Yeah, maybe you should huddle down. With your closest people, because if somebody is doing a merit or rebellion, then at least you'll have some protection. Fine. So now we're going to have a machloka, uh, not a machloka, a conversation between Rashbi and his students about this issue. Shalom Talmid of Shel Rash, Rashbi and Marichai, and if is Chayvis and Ancient Israel, Shabosa, Dor Kalya. Yeah, some people call the Kever of Shimon Marichai Kever Rashbi. Anyway, so why, this was your question, Goranowitz. Why the Sonei Shal Yisrael, we know is Lashon Saginar, right? We're talking about Klal Yisrael. In the sense that in that generation, they didn't end up getting exterminated, Baruch Hashem, but they were set up for extermination. He said, what do you think? So he said what Gorano had said. Yeah, it's because they ate in the Suda. So then Rav Shimon Bar Yochai said, well, well, maybe only those who participated from Shushan should have been killed. Why did this affect Jews in Timbuktu? So Amrlo Emorata. So they said to him, what do you think? One second, they didn't enjoy it. They were just going along. Mm, let's see. Amrlo Well, they're in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, there's a lot of conversation about what this means, but there was a Tselem uh, somewhere. Basically, they had sold themselves to some aspect of a Vodazar that was going on in those days. Now, so, na- so now the, guy, the question that they asked of Shimba Yochai, did, just, they, did he bring them there so he could humiliate them with the clothes? That's what I'm asking. Um, I think that there's an element there of, you know, of showing them up. I do think so. You have to stay true to yourself, Koranowitz. It's a Koranowitz moment. The whole, t- the, the whole Megillus Esther, uh, 
in the end of days, there's only going to be the Chumash and Megillah Sester. All of Nach is going to be gone. It's because of these lessons that we're talking about. Anyway, so if they davened and they did Avodah Zarah, Amrav Lo, so they asked their Rebbe, as Rashi explains, in other words, says Rashi. <laughs> if they're doing Avodah Zarah, why were they saved altogether? So so this is a little bit answering your, your question. They were a little bit like conversos, or as they call them, Muranos. Wow. They outwardly, they went, uh, because they, they did the Avodah Zarah, because in order to show Nebuchadnezzar, and similarly, they, everything, he only punished them and frightened them outwardly, but not internally. That's why it says actually in Eicha, he's, you know, giving you, he's burning, as we always say, he's burning down the mikdash, he's sending you to Gullus, but inside in the heart, the love between Kali Yisrael and Akarish Baruch Hu is inviolable. Anyway, must have seen. But that's the answer, because he, 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 okay. what do you call it? He got them out of the country, now he's embarrassing you. Right. It's N- like kicking you in, you know, when you're down, kicking yeah. you, you know where. I know. Let's keep going. Uh, my yeah, wife, and that's Zalzayin Gazon, did the scenery for Tzir Chemed. She did a lot, she, she worked on this. Right. That's why never holiday. It's all about Chovos Olavavos, This is all Ilan Nishmas of Chaim Zev Milinowitz, that's all. So he was a big Chovos Olavavos guy, and he took all of this Musa to heart. May we all be Zoche to, to take this Musa to heart. May his Neshama have an Aliyah. Okay. Bechatzar Ginas Bitan Hamelch. Do you ever notice this when you read the Megillah? We're setting the scene. I was saying, I was starting to say, Atar, she, she made the scenery. So if she got, uh, if somebody told her, we're going to do the Purim story now, we're going to make a play. So how do you make this scenery for this scene? Bechatzar, in the court of the Gina of the palace. So what is it? Is it a Chatzar, a Gina, or a palace? <laughs> so, three answers. Yeah, that it was like a waiting room. Whoever fit, well, not a, per, a waiting room per se, but whoever was chashev enough to go to the chatzar went to the chatzar. Whoever was chashev enough to get a little closer in the garden went to the garden. And if you got to the palace, you got to the palace. It was sections based on your chashivas. The chadamar, this first thing I said is this second shot. The chadamar, hoshivan bechatzar, veloy chazikasan. He would put them in the chatzer, but it wasn't enough. And then he would put them in the gina, and, and also was not enough room. Then finally put him in the palace, and there was enough. In other words, the party was so big, initially they laid out all the kiddush in the hut, right? and there was not enough room. It shows you how big the palace was. The palace was bigger than the garden, which was bigger than the chatzer even. Wow. Okay, but Masnisa Tana, and then the Brisa says, Hoshivan Bachatso, Patachlem, Shnei Psachim, Echad Lagina, Vechad Lavitan. But really, it was all just three contiguous areas that it was such a big party that they had to open up all the French doors in order to accommodate everybody, and that's why it says, Bachatsar, Ginas, Bitan, Hamelach. Good. Next, Chur Karpas Utchelis, right? This was the decor of the party. My Chur, what's Chur? Rav Amar Chari Chari. I had a lot of holes. Chor from like the word chor, like hole. It was, right, had a lot of holes. It looked nice, like, uh, like needlework with holes in it. That he wanted it white. It was white sheets all over the place. As Rashi explains, levana is chor, is lashon chiver. Chiver is, um, is, is, is white. Okay, karpas. What about karpas? So you would have thought he would say green, right? But no, we're not in Psachim anymore. Karim shall pasim. Cushions of fine wool, or as I like to say, striped pillows. And then furthermore, So they were sitting on pillars, couches, mitos, zava kesef. 
couches of gold and silver. Wait a minute. So were they gold or silver or both? Tanya. Well, Bryce says like this. Rabbi Yudah said, yeah, there were gold and silver couches and whoever, right, and to show you, like, are you a gold member or are you a silver member in the Ella, in the Ella Lounge? Okay. Yeah, well, that creates uh, friction. Why would you create friction? This is supposed to be a no-judgment party where everyone gets along. So it can't be that there was separation of the classes. No, when it says gold and silver, it must have been like silver couches with gold legs. And that's how you're... On the position of the party. On the position of the party. Oh, so I thought initially... But they're not saying... That, so I thought that it, that it meant that it was different classes. But that reading it again now, uh, in the schus of, uh, of reading it with you, it doesn't mean that it was classes separation. I may have said that uh, in error. It is a Yeah. That's not it's saying it's classes. Well, right. I would say the difference is that when you have in the same class, someone has one kind of share right in front of each other, that's my token. Right. But the fact that I'm sitting in my section, there's other people in another section that's right. in my face. A hundred. In my face creates a pain, you know, but none of it doesn't be a I mean, the only time that uh, I, this is always happening in, in the airplane, right? This is always happening when you, when you travel. So, so, like, if one guy is traveling, you know, our, uh, if Tower Air and one traveling mm-hmm. Elal, so the people on Tower Air don't think. Like, oh, Nebuch, I'm not traveling Elal, per se. But if you're Elal and you watch those people turn left, or like when they close the curtain and you're just watching them, uh, it's, it, it's, it's more in your face. And so how many, and this is going on with some moment. People are always judging their own value relative to what they see right in front of their eyes. Great shot. So Simcha is saying when they were in separate rooms, it wasn't so bad, but in the same room to see the gold and the silver status, that plays on your self-esteem. Wow, self-worth. This is amazing. Okay. When you go into a restaurant, oh, yeah. you don't want to be put by the, uh, you know, by, right, right by the kitchen where they can smack you in the... Right. Andrew, when, when Grant goes to your house, don't put him by the kitchen. Okay. Bahat <laughs> Vashesh. So now the, they, were, they were on a pavement of Bahat Vashesh. Shesh sounds a lot like Shaish, right? Like marble. What's going on? Amar Basi, Avanim Shemitchotot al these were stones that were mitchotetot by lane means they were very sought after. V'cheni omer, avnei nezer, this is a parsek in Zechariah, mis nosesos alad maso. The stones of the, uh, avnei nezer really means stones on a crown, right? Like a crown has these gems on it. They're obtainable, mis nosesot, after many tries. Nisayon, after a lot of effort, that's when you get it, okay. Vedar v'socharis, what's this? So, Rav Amar Dari Dari. It means that there's many rows of precious stones everywhere. Ushmul Amar Evan Tova Yesh Bechake Ayam Bedarishma. It's a specific precious stone, the Hope Diamond, so to speak. And it's called Dara. That's the name. That's what it means. Vedar Vesocharis. Hoshiva Beemsa Suda Meiralem Katsaraim. It's such a precious stone. You put it in the middle and it lights up the whole place like it's high noon. Wow. The Bey Rebbe Shmal Tana Shakar Dror Lachol Balishchara. The reason it was called Dar, the Rebbe Shmal, they learned a third explanation that a Chashverosh, right, Said drawer that it was called Darvis Acharis has nothing to do with the stone has to do with on that day he gave a tax exemption to everyone okay but that's what that means for all merchants okay now the Megillah continues Vashkos they were served in gold goblets and they were different from each other what does it mean Mishunim they were unique diverse different from each other. Why is it Kalim Shonim? What's Shonim? Mishunim. 
very different amounts of uh, different kinds of kalim. What's shonim? Shonim means like Mishnah, like repeated. What was repetitious about these kalim? Amarava yats the baskol v'amalhem rishonim kalim mipnei kalim v'atem shonim b'am that it's kalim shonim because you repeated the mistake of Balshazar. Yeah, you think that Balshazar was dumb and you're smart. You calculated. Think again. Famous last words. You're making the same mistake as people do repeat sometimes when they are self-serving. Okay. Vaiter in the Megillah. V'yein malchus rav. There was a, 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 a abundant amount of yain. I'm a rav. A lot. <laughs> this was the quality of the wine. Everybody was drinking wine that was older than them. Wow. Very high quality. What does the Megillah mean when it says that they drank it? Kedas. My Kedas. Kedas shall tire. Ooh. It had a badatz on it, the, the wine. Wait. Ma'adaz shel Torah, achila meruba mishtia. No, this is what it also means. That in the Torah, we know, right, if you go to a Jewish, uh, a Gaisha cocktail party, there's a Jackie Mason who happens to be, uh, Melanie Zatzal's uncle. If you go to a cocktail party for Goyim, it's all like martinis. The most food you'll get is an olive, right? Maybe you'll get the olive out of the martini. But the Jews, they, it's about the portions. It's about the food. You go to a Jewish party, the Goyim are like, where's the drinks? Oh, there's a bunch of alcoholics over in the corner. But like, basically, it's about the food and the portions. That's a Yiddish value. Look at this. And that was, in fact, the style of this Sudas Achashverosh. Says the Gemara, that, that was how it was. More food than drink. Ain ones. Amar Rabbi Lazar. Right, so that, that is, that is Das Torah. How do we know? Because, look, when we bring the Karbanas, <laughs> you bring the Karbanas, what does it say? Like, 15 sacks of flour, 10 bulls, blah, 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 and a log of yain. <laughs> That's our Jewish ratio. Okay. Okay, Ness, and now. We're always hungry. Well, how about this? How about before the desert? We're leaving Mitzrayim, and you're being chased by your mortal enemy, and we're like, wait, but we have food in the oven. What kind of person thinks about the food in the oven when they're being chased? Only the Jews. And so they say, no, bring it, bring it anyways. It's fine. Bring it. It's, even though it didn't rise, it's fine. You'll have it say the Ladakh. Okay. Ain't onus. The Megillah says, Amar Rabbi Right? In other words, ain't onus is without onus, meaning without coercion. So Rabbi Lazar is saying, everybody brought their own wine that they were comfortable with. That's what, Lasos Kirtzon Ishrish, everybody according to their own Ratzon. Amar Rabbi Lazar Kirtzon Mordechai Ve'aman. Mordechai Dixiv Ish Yehudi. Haman Ish Tsar Ve'oyev. In other words, there were two dudes who were like the main maitre d's of this feast, which really breaks down, right? The two Hashkafas leading in to the Purim story. And sure enough, Mordechai, because he was the Mashkiach, and he wanted to make sure at least that the Jews were going to eat kosher, and he was watching everything with a watchful eye. And Haman also had his own agenda as the story we'll see unfolds. Fine. Says the Megillah, it continues, Uh-oh, let's get into the story of Vashti. So she made her own mishta. It says, base hamalchus. Wait a minute. She made it at the house of Achashverosh? Says the Gemara, base hanashimi ba'aleh. She should have made it in her own place. Because she had her own quarters. Amaravash, name Ladvar Veritas governor. Yeah. Both Achashverosh and Vashti were low lives. Hainu Dharma Inchi Ihu Bekarivi Sisei. And the famous saying, Goranowitz, he with large pumpkins, as we turn to your base on base, Isisei, his wife, Bivutsni, with small pumpkins. Meaning, it's like, you know, it runs in the family, so to speak, right? They, they reflected each other well. They, they were suited for each other. They were a good shit, Achashverosh and Vashti. Achashverosh was a low life. Okay. So, Megillah, so, on, so we continue with the Megillah. So on the seventh day, when he was nice and buzzed, uh, seven straight days of drinking. It took him seven days to get a buzz. 
says the Gemara, I'm a Rav, Yom Ashvi Shabbos Hayah. No, it was the fact that it was Shabbos. That's why it says Yom Ashvi. All of a sudden, the Jewish contingent has started to sing Zmiras and say different Look at the contrast. When we get drunk, so, so to speak, when we're, when we're buzzed, it's an oineg, right? When they're buzzed, they start talking about Narishkai. So too was it at the Sudas. Um, yeah, why are they as soon as having it and making Shabbos at the party? Not a bad point, but let's first continue with here. What are the guy you're talking about? I like this kind of woman from, med- from you know, from media. I think the Persian ladies are the most beautiful. First of all, what a misogynist, right? He's a, he's a bigot. <laughs> he's talking about his wife like a vessel. My vessel is better. She's not Midianite. She's not Parsinite, but she's a Kasi. The Kastines are the best. He's showing off. He's a lowlife. You want to see? in. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to see her without clothes. Yeah. So he says, so then he says, Guess what? It happens to be call me dos of shel kadosh baruch hu mida keneged mida, and this is the mida keneged mida here. Milamid shahaisa the whole megillah is mostly Karanowitz. Milamid shahaisa vashti harsham evia benos yisrael. This is teaching it like this. What did Vashti used to do? She used to bring all the Pudas Yisrael. Just because she was a lowlife, this is like, uh, harkens to like Holocaust or oh, the son of Yisrael or really something else. They, they, she would make them take off their clothes and do Avoda on Shabbos. What a horrible person. So, Achashverosh uh, says it straight up in the Megillah, right? He's thinking, He's very angry at Vashti's reaction, and all of a sudden he remembers. That's what it means. <laughs> he remembers what she used to do to what? To the Jewish girls. That gave him the idea of what to do to her. says the Gemara. Yeah, so who laughs now, right? Famous. This is true. Mida connected Mida. Did Vashti want to go to the party? No. Famous, Medrash, and famous Gemara here. She refuses to go. So the Gemara asks me, they preach us Wait a minute. The, 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 the coming without clothes was not the issue because she was not the world's most new girl. Both Achashverosh and Vashti, they're both low lives. My time of So why didn't she want to come? Yeah, she all of a sudden came up down with a case of Tsaras. And the Brysa said, She grew a tail, as the kids all know. Now, did this, the Achashverosh. Take well to this? No. He was very angry. Why so angry? Because not only did she not come, but she sent him a note. Hi, my father's, she was Balshazar's daughter. He said, hey, I remember when you were my father's stable boy. Uh-oh. And then she's talking trash. My father used to be able to drink a thousand the equivalent of a thousand people and never get, even get a buzz. Whereas this one, he's got one Budweiser and all of a sudden he's lost his mind. He was very insulted and started getting really angry. So who are these wise men? Next pasuk in Megillah Sester. He says, These were the rabbis. We know. 
that the Chachamim of the Rebbe's. How do we know? Because it says, Yodei Ha'itim, the next, the Hemshech of the Pasuk. Who knows the times? Who knows where the international date line and when this moon and the sun are? Shiodim la'aber, shanim v'lekvah chadashim. Those are the Chachamim. They know how to Ibr, Ibr you are and how to make, yeah, because we learned Masechus Rosh Hashanah, we know about this. Amr lahu da'inu ali. So Chachamim says to them, can you judge Vashti for me? So they were smart. They're like, leave me out of this. Um, well, they thought about it first. Amru hechi navid. They say we're going to be Switzerland on this. What what should we do? Should we tell him to kill her? Lamachar pasuk Right. Once we kill her, he's going to wake up, come to. He's going to be angry, and it's going to be our fault, and he's going to kill us. Should we say leave her alone? That's disrespectful because he's angry. Come as That would be a zilzal of him. So Amru lo. They say like this. Listen. Since the base of Mikdash is destroyed, we don't really have like the Ruach HaKodesh and the wisdom that we'd like to have, so we're going to be Switzerland on this. Okay. This is too much. Classic Jewish smarts. They say they took people that they hated and they said, ask them. They're geniuses. Because <laughs> they know. Right? They're good like meaning they never had to leave. We are itinerant and so we're not in our right minds but they were always able to stay where they were and so they have the benefit of the to make these kinds of decisions. Uh, it says that they stayed. How do we know? The timer Amulay. That was actually reasonable. That what they said about Amun Moav. Because That pasuk means that Moav was at ease from his youth, and he settled. The truth is, the Mefarshim say this is really more applicable to Moav than it is to Am- to Amon. Fine, because Amon really did get kicked around a little bit. Be that as it may, they weren't kicked around like a can. And therefore, their original flavor, right, their cultural and everything flavor, never changed. That's when Akadosh Baruch That's when uh, I'm sorry, Achashverosh says he asked those closest to him, and they were Karshana Sheisad Masatashish. The Gemara goes on to Darshan who these Karshana Tashish are and what they are referring to. So that is where we leave off, approximately eight lines up. From the wide lines, may everybody zoiche to have a good Shabbos.